Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, everyone. It's the 3rd of April. I can't believe it's April. I seriously cannot believe it's April. You know, what a wild ride. This week, you know, I'm in my second week of working at home and it feels like things are starting to settle in. Life has become a little bit more um, routine. Um, Just overall, working from home is harder Everything takes longer. I don't mind not having a bunch of people interrupting me, you know, popping in my office and asking questions. But I still get a lot of that with phone calls. But yesterday that calmed down a little bit. So I'm thinking everyone's calming down and we're settling in a little bit. And life at the house is becoming a pretty steady routine thing. Work is at a certain time. I have several meetings a day in addition to calling my patients and doing um, all the things that I do at my job. You know, dinner is at a certain time. The only thing that's really um, slacked off, I guess, is exercise. And exercise, um, I've been getting out on sunny days, but I'm going to have to make an effort, especially like this weekend. It's supposed to be raining and not great weather and just figure a way to get some exercise done in the house. We've rearranged one of our rooms to accommodate um, a yoga pad and you know, with a TV in there and we can stream exercises or um, we even have old disc, you know, uh, Blu-ray discs for with some exercise. That's what I'm trying to say. Boy, that was hard to get out. <laughs> so anyway, that's my plan. Because, you know, with all that, then, you know, you just certain things in your body get out of routine a little bit because, you know, you're seeing the same things. You're not leaving the house. You're not coming back. And so my brain has kind of gone on to the weekend mode thing. And if you're not careful, I can see how you can get a 24-hour clock going. I mean, you sleep a little, you're up a little. You sleep a little, you're up a little. You work a little, you do a little, you know. And that's not good. Not good at all. So on top of all of that... I believe that we have had spring. Now, yes, it still gets cold a little bit at night. Things frost over. Um, We had a tiny bit of snow, but it's been so warm that I believe yesterday or the day before, we found that there's no snow in the yard. That's right. See, that's a big announcement. Big pause. No snow in the yard. There's still a little bit of snow in Snow Mountain in the parking lot behind us, but it's quickly melting. The ground is drying out, and I am declaring today, because it's supposed to be in the mid-50s, that on my breaks and my lunch, and hopefully a little after work and won't get cold quickly, I'm going to aggravate my allergies, and I'm going to rake the front yard. 
and bag it up if I can before it starts to rain. I got to do something, you know, besides sitting in a sewing machine, sewing masks of which I've probably sewed 30 of them over the last week and a half. Um, people have donated some and I, I thank you. I think we are really doing quite well in getting the masks to the people. And, you know, there's always, you know, people, um, are making masks for themselves because I think it was yesterday or today they announced that going out in public, you know, everyone should probably wear a mask. And we have a very high level of COVID cases in our county. Um, it doesn't sound high to by some standards, but as of today, we have 19 people. And uh, several of them have been on respirators and ventilators, you can call them, is the proper term. And what's sad is this is what flattening the curve is about. 20% of our EMS force is sick. And three or four of them have tested positive. One is on a ventilator and there's four more waiting to be tested, waiting for results. Well, you know, I'm sure they probably all are positive. And 20% of medical staff being out sick isn't um, really out of the ordinary from some of the data I've read. And this is why facilities can get overwhelmed because they're undermanned and a mad dash of sick people going up to the hospital. And of course, we have dwindling resources. So that's why people are making masks. And that has been the most unifying, cool, kick-ass thing I have seen in a long time. All of my quilt friends are sewing masks and they've been dropping them off for me. I've been sending them out. I have friends I want to thank Donna and Tina and um, Alice for bringing masks. And I know that I'm getting some in the mail from other people. You know who you are. Thank you. Because as soon as they hit my doorstep, they went out the door to people who needed them. And I thank you. So mask making is like the thing. And I am going to be honest that I have enough stuff in my house to make projects for a hundred years, probably. No, not that long, but at least a year. And um, I have plenty of fabric for masks. I have plenty of thread in this house for masks. I chose not to do the elastic ear ones because I didn't have the right elastic. But what was super cool is I figured out just cut straight a grain um, strips, fold them over like you do a purse and sew them on. And they tie on and for my purposes, going over an N95 mask or wearing this as a public um, mask for barrier, I, they work. I have a fat head, so the ear loop ones tend to pinch my ears. Uh, yes, I do have a fat head. No, I'm not lying. It's a big fat head. I have to really be careful when I knit a hat. <laughs> Seriously. So... I chose my fabric, a special fabric out of my collection that I bought last year, and that is Sloths. Yes, S-L-O-T-H-S. I made a mask for myself of sloths. I, you know, I'm badass ones, you know, with skulls and crossbones and all that stuff are cool, but if I got to wear this in, um, into, you know, a client interaction, which may or may not happen, I've got someone... We're, we're spacing ourselves out in our nursing staff that one's going into the field and doing the few client interactions. And the rest of us are all working from home. I wanted to have something that wouldn't be scary, 
And, you know, you know, you want to be semi-professional. Sloths are pretty professional, I think, you know, so going with the sloth. All the masks that I made for the nurses um, have stars on them because they're all rock stars in my book. Yes, yes, they are. So what have I crafted this week besides those 30 masks? Uh, not a ton. Um, I took some breaks in between um, the sewing uh, to work on my Dear Jane. So I have the second Dear Jane block done. And today I am taking a break from mask making um, because I think I have all I need for now and I'm expecting more to come in the mail. Is I'm going to spend it working on a Dear Jane block number four. Number three I skipped because it's applique and I'm going to think about it and do some research as I work on it possibly this weekend. And so printing them off one or two at a time and working on them as I can. So I'm hoping to get up through block five done over the weekend. Dear Jane is super cool because it's the hardest thing I've done. Now I know it's probably not the hardest quilt in the universe, but it's one of the hardest quilts I've ever done. And so I'm ranking it up there as a Lifetime Achievement Award. For anyone who has done a Dear Jane, you deserve a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I know Tina has done two. And she put one in a storm at sea setting. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You should get three Lifetime Achievement Awards for that quilt because it's amazing. I'm slowly progressing at it and deciding that it takes all of my full attention. It keeps me mindful where things that are simple like mask making or working on the um, traffic jam, which is pretty brainless. Uh, I need something more difficult because when I'm working on a simple brainless project, I tend to start overthinking. So I've worked on that. I'm working on keeping the house clean and I'm not doing any deep dive projects for housekeeping or maintenance or anything like that. I want to get outside as I can, clean up the fairy gardens. We have some lawn chairs and a little stone patio that I may be able to do some of my work outside. Wouldn't that be nice? Because I think we're going to be working from home probably through the end of the month maybe longer. You know, we'll see how the social distancing um, orders go. And it's causing conflict in our community of the people who believe that the social distancing works and um, the conflict with those who feel that it's unnecessary. Um, I don't want to get into that too much, but it's causing me a lot of stress. And it's probably causing you stress. If it's causing me stress, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, it's protecting the vulnerable people, including babies and children and people of all ages. So that's why. All right, enough of that business. One thing I have found this week that is inspiring. Oh my gosh, it's totally inspiring is uh, Brené Brown has a new podcast, B-R-E-N-E. -E. I am just f discovering Brené. She has been around writing books and giving TED Talks for quite a long time. And her podcast is so cool. So far, you know, she's going to have guests, but those are not my usually my favorite types of podcasts just because uh, sometimes it gets a little difficult. 
Unlocking Us is the name of it. Unlocking Us with Brené Brown. Pretty darn amazing. So far, she's talked about dealing with the coronavirus and she's talked about anxiety that we can experience. So what um, I identify with Brene, she's probably my spirit animal. She is my twin. She lives, uh, she has the same similar um, coping and personality styles as me. And I totally identify it with, I, I do, I do totally identify with a lot of her um, little stories. She's a fantastic storyteller. So today, I'm not going to give away too much because you need to go listen to it because it will make more sense if you listen to her podcast. And so far, they're only about 30 minutes. Is that you, when you're under stress and anxiety, you're either a overdoer or an underdoer. She uses different words like you, you just, you lock into overdrive and you become this overdoing person or you become paralyzed by the anxiety and you let people take over that stuff. And I have to say, guess what I am? Oh, you have to know. I'm an overdoer. I'm an overdoer on on any given day. And when stress kicks in, I overdo even more. And the adrenaline rushes from it gets going so much, I want to channel it into something positive. So that's where making all the masks and working, you know, a full eight or 10 hour day and being on with uh, the computer, uh, you know, because I have to be constantly looking for that I don't miss phone calls and emails and people needing stuff and trying to keep up on the house and trying, 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 doing, doing, doing keeps my brain occupied. So that's why to counterbalance that I need to do something that's hard and keeps my mind in the here and now. And it forces me to slow down. Why do I like Brene Brown so much? Well, I thought the fun part of this was I would give you the rest of the podcast of kind of funny and stupid things um, that you may not know about me. Uh, This is a way of me trying to do an exercise in what Brene has spent her lifetime of work studying vulnerability and the power of it, as well as um, she's a social social scientist and has some great um, coping skills that she derives mostly from the data, which I think is cool. Um, and it's all common sense stuff, things that we already know. So Brene um, talks about lots of things. She's a fantastic storyteller. She also swears. And in real life, um, Vicki swears. I don't on the podcast because I don't want to offend people, but she uses a lot of my favorite words. So I'm going to warn you, if you do listen to her podcast, she uses a few choice words and that's fine with me because I talk that way in real life and um, people who know me that, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I did be, yeah, I can get me in trouble there. Um, or if I public speak every once in a while, um, a, a word like even crap will slip out and it can be upsetting to some people. <laughs> so I swear in real life. And um, if you meet me in real life, or we ever talk, uh, you'll know that that is the real me. I seek Zen 
And why do I seek Zen? You know, I, I even re- wrote a whole podcast and talked about it, um, Zen and the Art of Creativity. Why? Because anxiety gets worse with age for me. Lots of reasons for that. You know, I have a lot of medical conditions. I'm on medicine like my thyroid. I'm on high dose of that, which makes my anxiety worse. Menopause. All the women out there, raise your hands. Yes, too many responsibilities. The older I get, the more overdoing I get, the more responsibilities I get. And the next thing you know, you're swimming in a sea of quicksand and you feel like there's no way out. Have you been there, people? Yeah, that can happen. And every once in a while, I just have to say, stop. I need to reevaluate all of this. Definitely. So the third thing that you may not know about me, but I talk about on the podcast and I did earlier is that I... really do a lot of overthinking. And that can lead to over-researching, which can lead to more anxiety in the spiral of being out of control. I have to be very careful about limiting how much research, articles, news, um, all the data, what it says, because I like to know all of that, but that only drives the overthinking problem. So the fun thing that I did on the Facebook group is a very popular little game that's going around Facebook. So I'm going to be extremely transparent and vulnerable in sharing this game about unpopular opinions, 10 things that you don't like that many people like, or would be surprised to hear that you don't like. Okay, I have had people um, be shocked by this list. And I'm doing a Dear Jane. And the first thing I listed is applique. I don't like doing applique. And there are a few um, applique blocks in Dear Jane. I am terrible at it. I don't like doing it because I'm terrible at it. And I have never gotten better at it no matter how much I practice. And the more I do it, the more I dislike it. But that doesn't mean I don't do it. I just don't like it. And if you are a exceptional applicator, you get a lifetime achievement award too, because that's really hard stuff. And the, the work put into it is amazingly uh, huge investment of time. And it turns out some actually the most beautiful quilts I've ever seen. So the one thing in the unpopular game that I am not a fan of is applique. Number two in the unpopular game, things that other people like that I don't is movies. While my ADHD brain finds that sitting for movies is tough. Now, in my younger days, it was easier because movies were shorter. They're like an hour and a half to two hours. Now they're two to three or longer. Star Wars, I love the new movies, but they're so long. The other part is my attention gets short. I have to go to the bathroom and halfway through because you bought a jumbo size Coke and then you don't want to leave and then you hold it too long and the next thing you know, um, yeah, you miss the most important part of the movie. At home, I don't like movies at home because you miss the 
the large special effects that are seen best on a big screen. Again, um, most of them aren't worth investing that much time. I don't know. I would rather watch three or four short shows for a couple of hours than watching one long movie. And I haven't found very many good ones in the last few years that I enjoy. I just don't. I just don't enjoy them. I would rather listen to a podcast or listen to a movie and that's something I can knit or do handwork or sew. So I don't like movies that much. And guess what? On the heels of it, I don't like reading novels. I can read on the internet in short streaks of articles, but I can't sit and read a novel. I just, my attention spanning has gotten short the older I get. Reading is difficult. I don't remember what I read, but I do love listening to books and podcasts and articles. I tend to not like um, novels. I'm tired of them. I've read a lot. When I was younger, that's all I did was read. I like mysteries, but you know, I haven't found any great ones. I know there's some good ones out there. Really? They really are. They don't hold my attention. I would rather invest my time doing other things because I don't particularly enjoy novels. So the fourth thing that I am not a huge fan of in the unpopular game is large parties and large crowds are okay. Like I don't mind going to sporting events pre um, the coronavirus, but I don't like going to large parties because small talk is difficult. They're too noisy. I get bored. Um, I can sit down and talk to people I know about deep things way easier than I can at going to a party with lots of people and lots of noise and stimulation. The introvert in me prefers small settings and small intimate gatherings. Oh my the seafood part. I am not a fan. This has caused some conflict with my husband and I, um, but I have learned over the years, I, I don't mind going to a seafood restaurant. I just don't like eating it. He loves it. Um, you know, our kid, uh, one of our daughters, uh, she, one, our only daughter with her children, they live on an ocean front town. And so I told him for years we would go visit and he wouldn't go get seafood. I'm like, honey, if we want to go out to eat and go to a seafood place, fine. They serve chicken there, but I don't like fish. I've tried it. I've tried lobster. I've tried it all. I like it for like two bites. It's not worth spending $25, $30, $40 for a plate of something that I don't love. And the next thing I don't love, what I do for survival is cooking. If you um, have listened to the podcast, you may have known this, but I would rather sew and do other things and then eat a sandwich or warm up a soup or whatever. I'm a terrible cook because I don't like it. I don't like spending time doing that. And what other thing I don't like about cooking is that no matter how many times you use a recipe, there's always a risk for failure, even if you do everything right. I hate investing a lot of time and money in something and having it turn out like total crap. I just hate that. The other thing you probably know is that I hate hot weather. Hot weather meaning anything over 78 degrees. I built for cold. I grew up in cold and I can't do the hot, humid days of anything south of about mm, Ohio. It gets way too hot. 
Oh boy, the next one is meetings. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> memes is yet again another meeting that should have been an email. Oh yes, I can't stand meetings and I can't stand them in person. I can't, I can't stand them. I hate meetings at work. What I much rather is the Skype. We have Skype for business or Zoom meetings because um, we don't turn on the video because it takes up too much broadband for rural northern Michigan. And so I'm listening and I can unmute myself and say what I want to say and mute myself. And then I can do whatever I want to do to pass the time. I mean, iron something or color in my coloring book, take notes, doodle, so whatever. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm the person that really has to do more of uh, those kinds of things during a meeting to hold my attention enough for me to listen to what they're saying to remember. My boss doesn't get that. And she likes everybody to be in the same room and breathe the same air. And I just hate it. I don't like meetings. And the next thing is a controversial one now, people. Don't judge me, but I um, don't like cats. And I'll be honest, it's like so many people love cats. Uh, I'm allergic to them partially um, is the thing. But cats just, I don't... No, no, they're not, they're not for me. I don't mind a cat being in my yard and catching mice, but I don't particularly like them living in the house. If I were going to have a pet, I would probably go back to having a dog. I've had birds before and fish, but dogs are my favorite, but I don't have the time for a, a dog even right now. So cats are not my favorite thing in the unpopular opinion game. And the last controversial thing that I don't particularly like that other people are in love with. And when I was doing some remodeling in my house, I took a lot of crap for this. We live in an old house and it gets very cold and we have a very large Michigan basement. But even if I lived in a different place in a different type of house, I don't like hardwood floors. I have hardwood floors underneath my carpeting. I love wall to wall carpeting. And my husband and I had the long discussion that hardwood floors are in. Everyone loves a hardwood floor. Everyone told me I needed to refinish the hardwood floor. And I said, no, it's too dark. It sounds like a bowling alley. It's freezing cold. And why redo all of that to just go spend $1,000 for a wool rug to anchor the room with furniture, which I'm going to have to have a lot of help because I couldn't maintain it properly or roll it up because I need something simple with my bad hip and all of that. So we went with wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. It's so old-fashioned. I know. I don't care. It's easy and I like it and my feet stay warm. So that's the unpopular game. I think it's fun to do because it gives you some insight into people online, especially, or even on podcasts. So if you want to leave a comment and do the unpopular game of the 10 things that you don't particularly like, that seems to be something that everyone else does, um, it's actually quite fun to do. And um, I think it also brings us together on Facebook or online because we're all feeling a little isolated. Even us introverts do miss getting out and chatting with people. I do a lot of FaceTime, Skype, and Zoom to deal with that. And so with all of that said, and I'm an overdoer, um, when things get going, 
um, that's super tough and I'm busily working my way through it, I also tend to want to work it out alone in my head and other people want to talk about it all the time and I'm like just no work no no not another meeting to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it I don't I don't talk about things a lot no don't I think it out and then I work it out and including my husband does the same thing so this is a house of silence a lot of times and we work it out and then we talk about it you know at some point but we are not continuous chatters um there's a lot of working it out in our head and you know too much talking makes me feel suffocated I don't like talking about my feelings with other people I don't like um having to sit and listen to other people's um fears and because anxiety is very very um contagious in meetings and, and so is anger and I and I get really hyper focused and intense and I really you know people misinterpret that especially in meetings at work so my way I would just as soon skip the meeting and work it out and then give you a full report at the end and I do that in my personal life a little bit so I don't like feeling suffocated and I actually am a great social distancer so that's not a huge problem for me. I do miss, um, you know, like I said, getting out and talking to people one-on-one and um, I can do that. I mean, it's fine for me to do it over Skype or Zoom, but, um, you know, there just comes a point where getting out and actually talking to a real person and breathing fresh air is a good thing. Um, So the next thing that you may not know about me is that I don't do nothing or stillness well. Yes, I am an overdoer. So I have to concentrate very, very hard at calming my brain and not being in perpetual motion. Now in the winter, that's easier because the cold reminds my joints that I am not 20 years old anymore. And so I do have to slow down and do more handwork. It's warming up and I'm feeling the energy of the sun, which happens here in Northern Michigan. We get our vitamin D levels up. And it's also, we got six months of stuff to do, especially outside that we haven't been able to do. And, you know, we feel like it's the race to get it done. So I'm going to work on accomplishing my list uh, in small increments as usual 15 minutes at a time and practice doing nothing not even handwork just meditatively doing nothing by choice to help me stay focused calm and anchored so the next thing you may not know about me is that sometimes I'm a perfectionist and the more I get rolling on something and doing it or stressed the more I get perfectionistic I found myself ripping parts out of these um, surgical masks that I've been sewing because of a tiny wobbly seam you know who cares it, it's done it has a tiny wobbly seam whatever you know, I was all upset because I couldn't get everything to match 100%. Now I'm like, who cares? The, these are urgent, emergent, last ditch efforts for staff. They, you know, if everything doesn't match 100%, like I had a cream binding, you know, um, I made a cream, it's not a bias tape, but it's, you know, like that. And the background was more white on the mask. And I was like freaking out in my brain going, but it's cream on a white background. And it's not um, whatever. It's okay. Let it go. 
And the last thing you may not know about me is that I'm pretty socially awkward. And I say awkward things. I talked earlier about parties. You know, it's easier for me to get into in-depth one-on-one conversations with people than to do small talk. And um, there are things that I love to talk about, you know, in creativity, crafting and quilting is one. I love talking about that on the podcast and deep subjects and things that I'm passionate about, but to talk about, you know, Hey, how's your day with my husband every night? You know, uh, it doesn't always go well because, you know, he and I are kind of similar and we like to work it out in our head. Or if you go to a party and you're like, Hey, how are those, uh, Detroit Lion football team or you know the joke up here is how are the Red Wings or the Tigers those are hockey and baseball teams how's the weather you know how are your folks you know because everybody in the Midwest knows you know you have to ask about your family and the pedigree and you know I just I'm terrible at it I'm terrible at remembering names and who you who belongs to who and who married who and how many kids people have. I, I just am terrible at it. And it's awkward because I, I don't even remember people's names. So if I meet you and um, I don't remember your name, please forgive me because I'm terrible at that kind of stuff, no matter how hard I try. And it makes it awkward. I'll have to come out and say, you know, I've met so many people over the course of my life and with my career. And if you're out of context, I won't know who you are. You'll have, please tell me your name. Give me a clue. Or if I'm doing the struggling thing, you, do you do this? This is like maybe just getting old. The struggling thing. Hey, friend, how are you? Friend, if I, if I call you friend or hey, how's it going? And I don't call you by your first name, please throw me a bone here and help out <laughs> a person who can't remember much these days. Um, and of course, the more we get going and the more balls I'm juggling in the air, the more stress and the pressure cooker comes on. And of course, with the uncertainty of these days, um, I can't remember. And I find myself sometimes wandering around the house because my whole home is my home office of just kind of walking and standing and going, what the heck was I doing? I'm out of sorts and a little bit out of rhythm. But it's getting better. I think I'll have this figured out. Now, if I'm going to do this long term, working from home, I would have to have a regular office, you know, regular table. But what I'm doing is working mostly out of my chair in the living room and up to the dining room table where my sewing machine is because the lighting is good and the plugs are all here. But there's no way I would do this long term in a hard dining room chair. I would need an office with office chair, large monitors. I'm working off a little um, Microsoft Surface screen and it's not the best. And I'm scrunching my eyes and hunching over to get two inches off the screen. And yeah, long term, it would not be a good thing. So anyway, that's all I've done this week. I'm hoping that I achieve more zen and peace by being out in nature and raking the yard. It's going to trigger my allergies though. And it's going to make me sniff and cough. And that's going to get people giving me the stink eye if I go to the grocery store. Um, I'll wear a mask and then maybe it'll all be good. (laughs) So anyway, tell me about how you're dealing with all of the social distancing and you know play the unpopular game it's really kind of fun to think about 10 things that you really don't like that everyone else seems to like and then I have found out 
on my Facebook group, we, we did this and lots of people are like me and don't like movies. Lots of people were like shocked that I don't read a lot of books. So I don't have book recommendations, but I have audio and podcast recommendations like Brene Brown. So check out her new podcast. It's super fun and um, because she really talks about tough things. It's fun. No, it's not fun. It's really informative and I find it fun because she talks about things that are near and dear to my heart and my professional life. And I just, I'm just a huge fan and I love, I love her work. My favorite book that she wrote is called Braving the Wilderness. I know I've talked about that before. So this week is a little bit different because, you know, I've been um, joining all of the makers in the universe and those who don't even sew regularly in making masks and donating them, donating them or making masks for ourselves and our loved ones. Um, as we continue to walk through this together, um, but yet apart, just check in. Check in with your family. Check in with your groups on Facebook. Um, make group chats. Our My quilt guild, we only normally meet once a month. It's not a guild. It's a circle of friends. And we're Zooming every Sunday afternoon. I missed the first one because I didn't set an alarm and I got distracted. But this week, I'm going to make it a point to Zoom in and check in with all of my quilty friends that live locally. So we have the technology and if you're afraid to use it, there's lots of great ways to learn online. But I'm going to tell you, if I can figure it out, you can figure it out. Everybody have a most wonderful week. Stay connected and quilt on, everyone. Everyone.